If you've got a thirst for knowledge that never quits, Brightside Podcasts are just what you need. Whether you're into recent discoveries, space exploration, true stories, or useful tips for self improvement, psychology, gadgets, or just your day to day routine, there's something for everyone. I don't get it. My dog Riley comes when I call, he does tricks on command, and basically lives to please me. He's a good boy. My cat, Olive, pretty much ignores me. Unless I'm spooning food into her bowl, or she decides it's time for me to pet her. Is that the right spot, your highness? Basically, I'm here for her. I love her, but I'm not in control. So, I was surprised to learn that not only did we domesticate cats over 10,000 years ago, we did it twice. I can't even get my cat to do something once. How did we convince these finicky felines to move in? We didn't. It was probably their idea. Even though cats are domesticated animals, coming from the Latin word dom for home and meaning that the animal began living with and then became dependent on us, (laughs) it's more accurate to say that cats domesticated themselves. And sorry, cat lovers, but cats weren't the first animals to do so. That honor goes to the dogs. Dogs, or their wolfy ancestors, fell in love with us the moments we started the whole hunting and cooking over fire thing. They scavenged, they ate our garbage, and begged for our scraps. Mine still does. Okay, Riley, here you go. Dogs let us train them to help us with things like hunting, and even managing herds of other domesticated animals, like sheep. Cats of all kinds were lurking around those same campfires. But they had no interest in helping us hunt or herd and... If we tried, our attempts to train them failed. Although larger cats shared our taste for things like rabbits, we didn't need an animal whose main skill is stretching in the sun and lounging around the cave in really cool shapes until the revolution. Now, I'm not talking about French cake or tea parties. I mean the agricultural revolution. We started planting edible food like grain. And when we got good enough to leave something over after harvest, we started storing it. At which point, you could say, we domesticated rats and mice. No one does say that, though, because although mice did move in with us and did become dependent on us, we couldn't stand them. It's not that they weren't cute, but they were really bad roommates. They ate all our grain, left a mess, and brought disease. Plus, those bald tails freaked our ancestors out. What to do? Well, chasing mice is futile and they're really hard to catch. That's when history's very first crazy Uncle Alex started trying to build a better mousetrap. And that's when cats found their niche in the human world. Cats love mice. They can't get enough of them. Which explains a lot about our relationship with cats. We might not agree on everything, like if the cat needs to go out, then in, then out, but then in, (laughs) we get along. Because no Uncle Alex can build a better mousetrap than a cat. Wherever people stored grain, rats and mice moved in, and then cats showed up to catch them. It wasn't long before people started encouraging the kitties to stay. Maybe not offering them the best spot in front of the fire, but letting them take it. Ever try to argue with a cat? And maybe even building them a temple or two? If you still have doubts about who's serving whom, consider this. The Egyptians worshipped a cat deity, Bastet. So, you tell me who has the power on the cat-human continuum. And while the Romans didn't bow before kitties, they did use cats as a symbol of liberty. In other words, you may be your dog's master, but your cat is a freelancer. 
That's not the only difference. Dogs, like pugs, dachshunds, and poodles, have morphed so far away from their wolfy ancestors, it can be hard to believe that they're related. But compare a tabby cat or Felis catus to her ancestor, Felis sylvestris, also called the African wild cat or Middle Eastern wild cat. Okay, people who study these things will tell you that today's house cats look really different from Felis sylvestris, but I disagree. Yes, they are a little smaller and a lot friendlier. But the supposedly big difference that gets cat scientists all excited is in the stripes, which to me look remarkably, hmm, the same. Okay, I'll admit it, I mix up my plaids and mismatch my argyle socks, and I'm no scientist. But to me, the most striking thing about tabby cats and their ancestors is how much they look alike. In fact, this alikeness accounts for why we know so little about the early interactions of cats and people. Today's house cats share an almost identical genetic makeup with their wild ancestor. And one of the few ways to tell them apart is by the markings on their coats, which generally don't last long enough to be dug up in an archaeological site. Today's cats come in different colors, like orange and black and white. Some even have patches. But one type of marking you won't see in your house cat, except two exceptions I'll tell you about later, is leopard spots. And the variations we do have didn't come about until breeders began intentionally developing them in the 1800s. Before that, they pretty much left cats alone. Dogs were already long differentiated into recognizable breeds because, over the years, we bred them to do specific jobs. Fighting bulldogs, herding shepherds, and sledding huskies. Hey, get off that sled husky! I mean sled pulling, not sled riding. But cats were already perfect at their sorry, at their one and only profession, catching mice. Except maybe to get polka dots. Every house cat today is a Felis catus, and Felis catus is not related to any leopard. So dot-hungry breeders have crossed Felis catus with other breeds to get spotted offspring, with varying degrees of success. The Savannah Ossacat and Bengal are two examples. There's a debate over whether these make good pets. They're not legal everywhere, and they might not be happy in your home. I recommend sticking with Felis Catus, available wherever you see the free kitten sign. Or like Olive did, show up at your house unannounced and refuse to leave, which is how she adopted me. But there was a time when dotted kitties chose to live with us. Remember, cats self-domesticated. So it makes sense that wherever we grew grain and got mice, we'd get lucky. Kitties would move in. Until recently, scientists believed that those kitties were always Felis catus. But recent excavations in the early farming village Quanhukan in central China showed that 5,000 years ago, Chinese farmers enjoyed the company of Quanhukan cats. Unlike Felis catus, these guys were descended from leopard cats, like the genetically engineered Bengals. So they had spots. Cool. Now, while the Chinese didn't go as far as worshipping any cat deities, evidence dug up on the site shows that they cared for these dotted felines. While the cats clearly ate grain-feeding rodents, the farmers fed them as well. Archaeologists even found one Quanhukan cat so carefully buried that its skeleton remained intact for thousands of years, proving that someone thought it was pretty special. So what happened to the Quanhukan cats? 
no one really knows. Cats have always been mysterious. Some people think that when those farmers started trading, they learned about Felis catus and kicked out the Kwanhukon kitties in favor of today's tabby. Maybe stripes were in style. But if you've ever heard the century-old folk song, The Cat Came Back, you know that getting rid of a cat isn't that easy. However, sometimes a cat will decide for herself to trade a roof for the open sky. That's called going feral, and you can find feral cats living outdoors in many human communities. I'm inclined to agree with the scientists who think that, for reasons of their own, Kwanhukon cats de-domesticated themselves, which just means they went feral and then took it a step further all the way to wild. Today, cats are the most popular pets in the world. People in the US alone love nearly 75 million of them. And these petable pest controllers think we're the cat's meow. They choose to be with us. Well, I'm so flattered.